<sighs> hey guys. Um. Bet you five dollars you can't guess what I'm gonna talk about. <laughs> so, um. Harry Fisher's dad. Um. And, uh. I, I don't, like. Uh, I don't want to talk about this for a few reasons, but I feel like I have to. I don't want to talk about this because I don't want it to be true. Starting off that. I don't like lying to people on my podcast. I don't like lying to people and telling people that people are dead when they're not. And that's what I want it to be. That's what I, why I don't want to talk about this. Um, and I also don't want to talk about it to take away from any sort of... Because it's about her. So I'll stop talking about myself. I just made coffee. I'm going to go grab my coffee. Give me a second. Okay, um, this coffee, it's not great. So, there were two people, um, that I had in mind that I would hope to get on this program at one point when I, in my head, uh, often believe I will be the most successful actor of his generation because that's kind of how you have to believe in yourself in order to try and get anywhere in this this industry um there's gonna be a lot of unpleasant noises in this one it's like an anti-asmr by the way um the two people were will wheaton and carrie and oh god i just realized i i wrote carrie a letter um, I never gave it to her because I didn't get an opportunity. I had an opportunity to see her give a talk about her, um, up, her, her upcoming documentary about her and her mother called Bright Lights. I, I don't know how that's going to play out, but it's a really good documentary and it's exactly what I, I wanted because I wanted to know more about her. And it's about her and her mother and her brother Todd. And, um, her brother Todd and she gave a little talk back after the screening when this was at the New York Film Festival. I had a question primed, but it wasn't about the documentary, so I didn't ask. And, uh, to this day, like, obviously now more than ever, but, um, I regret not asking it and um but at one point um this is kind of the only part I'm gonna really make it about me I think I'm gonna try to but we'll see <laughs> um at one point she made a very funny joke I laughed so hard, and then I covered my mouth because I have a very large laugh. And she looked straight into my eyes and smiled. 
and then cover her mouth as well. That was really nice. It was a really nice moment for someone who has meant a lot to me over the years. Now, I obviously am a huge Star Wars fan. Really, Tristan? Yeah, other Tristan. But that's not why I like Carrie. Oh, no. I didn't fall in love with Carrie Fisher. I was a latecomer to that party. Really, I was. Like, um, Miles and I often talked about how much he uh, loved Carrie growing up. And how, you know, he, like every young boy watching those movies, fell in love with her. But I always liked, I always thought Natalie Portman was prettier. So I always went, and everyone liked, everyone liked Leia a lot. And so I went for Padme. And so I was like, okay, she's pretty cute and really funny. And like, I, it didn't take, it took me until recently to really realize she was so dropped up gorgeous. And was up until even now, like... But I didn't fall in love with her until I started watching her interviews and started reading her books and started getting to vaguely know her as a person. Um, that doesn't diminish anyone's love of Princess Leia or anything. Princess Leia is uh, so very important for so many reasons. Uh, but the way I'd say it, and I mean this with the utmost amount of respect, is I didn't really fall in love with Carrie Fisher until she started talking like this. And that's true. She did so very, very much um, in regards to uh, the community of, of, of which I am a part of, um, normalizing the fact that several, you, you know someone with bipolar disorder, if you're listening to this, you super do, but also in general, like one in, I think, five is super common. It's a very normal disease to have, like asthma or diabetes or anything like that. And she worked very hard to prove that you could be successful and wonderful and giving and joyous and still be battling something and it's okay. That's fine. You are okay if you are facing those things. And it is alright to be a little neurotic because the most badass woman in space is also battling a thousand voices in her head. And know that. And that's why she meant a lot to me in one way. is because of that. So, when I found out she was writing a new book, 
I immediately pre-ordered it on Audible because I don't read. I listen to people. And, uh, oh boy, um, when it finally arrived in November, it was wonderful. It was, um, I, I had to be somewhere early in the morning, so I downloaded first thing in the morning, and I listened to it on the way to the subway, I listened to it while I got my lunch, I listened to it way back home, and I finished listening to it by the end of the night. I listened to, like, five, five, six hours, however long it is. Of my day, that day, on November the 21st, 2016, was just devoted to listening to Carrie talk about how much she was in love with Harrison Ford. Which, can you blame her? And that whole thing. And... The stuff she has in that book about being in love or being infatuated, whatever you want to say, is the most relatable, pardon me, most relatable prose and poems that I've ever heard about love. And they're gut-wrenching and they're horrible. And they're so beautiful. And she had that within her, her whole life. And she still decided to make the world as best as she could. There are people, I've, I had dreams that I was gonna marry her. <laughs> I, I, I did. I had dreams that I was going to marry her. Not, like I said, not when I was, not when I was 16 or whatever watching those movies growing up. This was like, this last year, I thought maybe I was going to meet her and, and marry her. And, or at least be her friend. Because oh, she so, was so beautiful and vibrant and tenacious and funny. I love anyone who can use the word delicatessen knows what it means and also uses it to make a dick joke. I mean, come on. What is not to love there? I have a few people in my life that really remind me of her. One of whom I'm very close to. It's my sister. Um... It's like, specifically watching the documentary, there's a lot of things that are similar, and... And that is to say that Molly is a really lovely and beautiful soul. And can bring so much delight, if you let her in. My, my friend, uh, it was awful, it was awful. I was sitting in the movie theater, I was seeing the movie sing. It's really good. Ruined forever for me, though. It's really good. Go see it with your friends and family. It's a be It's really cute. Um, Matthew McConaughey is really fun as a little koala bear. It's really nice. But anyway, um, I get a phone call. And I'm like, I'm in a movie. 
and then I see that I have a bunch of text messages from people going, are you okay? Are you alright? If you need anything, I'm here. And I'm like, oh, this is dumb. What happened? I'm just in a movie. I literally just got a message from my friend asking how I'm doing. Um, which is so stupid because I'm fine. Go give to charities and, and be a mental health advocate and and do things that 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 Carrie would have wanted, I guess. I don't know. I, I didn't know her. Uh, I wish I did. I really wish I had. I was in the room with her once. And it was one of the best days I've ever had, admittedly. And... She... Uh, but I was sitting there, and then all of a sudden I got all these text messages, and then I saw that one of my friends had said uh, just two words... Well, two words and an apostrophe. And it was, she's gone. And I knew who she was talking about. And I had to stifle back tears and continue watching this koala bear be the f most charming motherfucker you ever seen. Uh, but... Let's see if I can find that letter. Give me a second. Okay, so I, I found it. I'm gonna be honest here with you. This is the second take because the second take was kind of shitty. Because not because I was crying, but should be. well a little bit, but because I'm bad at reading. Um, this is the letter that I wrote her when I thought I might bump into her after the screening, but she dashed out and I didn't know where to go. Um, and I didn't want to bother her. She had things to do. She, she was a very busy woman. Um, dear Miss Fisher, or I'd rather start, hope to start this letter with my dearest Carrie. Dearest is after, sorry, the comma after dearest. <clears throat> but, of course, politeness and formality took over. Regardless of which introductory statement you prefer, I hope this letter finds you well. I would like to thank you for how open and honest you have been about your various mental things. As someone who also has been gifted and cursed, are we all not like Spider-Man in our own way? With manic depression, it is truly wonderful to see someone with your a similar temperament succeed so well and so graciously. You have a wonderful humanity about you, which I believe stems from a beautiful honesty you have. Please continue to brighten this world with words, wonder, and warmth. I know were you to stop, I would miss you. Yours in lucidity, Tristan J. Miller. P.S. Gary is wonderful. He has made me change my mind about Frenchies. Um, it's weird. These things are always weird. Because I didn't, like I said, I didn't know her. I wanted to desperately. We all did. We all wanted to know Carrie Fisher. Hell, most of us wanted to be Carrie Fisher. Even though sometimes it felt like Carrie didn't want to. Um, 
celebrity deaths are weird because we find an attachment with them because they're in the public eye and but it really has nothing to do with us um so i would say in lieu of that in louisville no in lieu of that um tell your family you love them patch up things if you have to let people know you're there. If you have a, a shitty ex-boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, pets, it doesn't matter. I'm sorry. This, it, I was... Uh, there was something stupid going on, like... And, and none of it matters. We all die. I know that's not a great way to start, like, ending this, this little thing about a, a, a beautiful, beautiful person that's passed away, but we all do this. We're all running out. So make it worth something, please. Be there for people. Um, make something good. Touch people's lives. Be strong and open and honest and share yourself with other people and allow other people to share themselves with you. Because that was really Carrie's gift. It wasn't just like she was so open and brave and honest about everything that went on with her life. The whole, the, it's a fuck. she had a weird fucking life, dude. But her gift, if you look, look at the way she was talked about. She would let anyone talk about anything with her. Because she was safe and warm and okay. And not too judgmental. Even with the weirdness that is Comic-Con, she still was like, these people believe in something and it's wonderful. So please just... Love people, I guess. I don't know, man. Like, I feel like the Monopoly man, just with hands, my hands out of my pockets, there and they're empty. I don't know. What do you want from me? What does this microphone want? But it is. Just go love someone. Tell people you're there. Be 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 present and alive. And remember her. Please. I don't think anyone will forget her anytime soon, but... She's one of two people that I never knew that I thought about daily. Think about daily, rather. Open a can of Coke. Sit down with your family. And watch the Blues Brothers. Or when Harry met Sally. Or Star Wars, I guess. Not those one, two, three ones. They're, she's not. She, she's not. She's not in one, two, three. Ugh. Plebeian. No. Oh. So long, princess.